Your spinal discs are like shock absorbers between the vertebrae of your spine. They help your back stay flexible, but as you get older, they can show signs of wear and tear and really cause pain. Let's talk about it with Dr. John Liu and Dr. Patrick Shea, neurosurgeons at Keck Medicine of USC, affiliated with Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. This is the podcast from Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. I'm Prakash Chandran. So Dr. Liu, let's start with you. What exactly is degenerative disc disease? Uh, well, Prakash, this is a, a very common problem. As you described it in terms of a shock absorber, right? it's kind of like the shock absorber in your car. Um, it, after some wear and tear, that shock absorber can, can start to wear, wear down. And that's kind of what the shock absorber uh, a disc is in your spine, is the shock absorbers that's between the bones in your spine. And uh, those are just with typical aging and, and uh, just kind of daily wear and tear that we all put on our spines. Um, those discs uh, undergo some, some degenerative changes, and most of the time it doesn't cause problems. But when it becomes um, problematic, meaning that it causes more pain for people uh, and uh, de- develop other symptoms, that's when we call it degenerative disc disease. Understood, understood. And um, Dr. Shea, I want to move over to you. What are some of the symptoms that people experience when they have degenerative disc disease? You know, Dr. Liu mentioned that there's some wear and tear over time, but when do we really know that it's getting bad and becoming this degenerative disc disease? Sure. Thanks for the question. Um, So I think that, you know, in terms of the wear and tear of the disc spaces, it's really common uh, with uh, aging and, and, and just the duration of the mechanical stress. It really becomes uh, more of a disease uh, when uh, patients are symptomatic, um, and usually the first primary symptom is pain. And your typical mechanical strain or early uh, degenerative um, uh, tears, those, the, the, t- the pain may only last for a couple days or, or a couple of weeks at most, and they tend to get better because your body does have a self-healing process uh, uh, with the uh, degenerative process. Uh, but it's really uh, the patients that have chronic um, uh, disabling pain uh, that uh, becomes more of a disease process. And not only uh, is there pain in some cases, but there are uh, patients who develop uh, neurological manifestations of the disc disease that can include weakness, numbness, and loss of function as a result of the uh, disturbances to the uh, nerve roots or the spinal cord. I, I just want to uh, echo what Dr. Shea just said. I think, you know, back pain in general is very common, right? So that we all get back pains. We did a little too much, you know, lifted too much. Um, and, and usually those are, those are self-limiting, meaning that, you know, within a couple of days or a few days, it typically gets better. Um, the problem occurs when the times that you want to start thinking about calling your doctor is if the back pain kind of persists and it goes beyond a couple of weeks. And, uh, and if that's the case, so typically, you know, you may want to notify your primary care physician uh, the times that we get involved as specialists, of spine specialists, is when these pains um, are, are long, uh, longer lasting than when it, when it lasts like more than a few weeks, uh, or if you start developing some leg pains or other neurological type of issues, and that's when we get involved. So, Dr. Shea, I want to talk a little bit about the diagnosis process, and I think one thing that I've learned here is that, you know, there's constant back pain. I just had back pain recently when I went to the gym, but yeah, you're right. It went away after like two weeks. Um, but if it is persistent and it lasts around three weeks and let's say I go into my doctor, Dr. Shea, talk a little bit about how it is diagnosed. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, diagnosis of, um, symptomatic, uh, degenerative, uh, disc disease generally starts with a uh, physician's evaluation and, 
in most cases, I think the process starts with a primary care physician, but in some cases, it should start with someone uh, who uh, has a little more uh, uh, expertise in evaluation of spine condition. Now, in general, I think the pain symptoms can be, can be separated into two parts or components of two parts. Uh, the most common symptom of, of degenerative disc disease is just back pain. It, it localizes to either the neck or the back. Um, and, and as you said uh, in your personal experience, that these generally are fairly self-limiting over days to weeks. Now, when symptoms uh, of back pain uh, are more uh, than bearable or if they last more than six weeks, I think that's really the first um, time that you should get an evaluation by a, uh, a physician. Uh, but there are some red flag symptoms that you should uh, seek a physician uh, advice or consultation sooner, and, and typically those are the neurological symptoms, um, the symptoms that uh, lead to, you know, weakness, uh, uh, numbness. And, and as I said earlier, the components of two sides of the pain is not just back pain. The other part of the pain is really what we call uh, uh, neurogenically related, and those are typically the pain symptoms that people describe as sciatica-like pain, where the pain shoots down an arm or leg from uh, the pinch of the nerve from the degenerative disease. Now again, with pain alone, most of the time, you're probably uh, pretty safe for about anywhere from two to six weeks, as long as it doesn't uh, get worse and, and it's not associated with, with weakness or, or, or sensation loss. And Dr. Liu, I'd love to learn a little bit more about the treatment options that are available. Let's say you go in and you um, you have the evaluation and it is determined that you have something. Maybe talk a little bit first about any non-surgical treatment options and then we'll move to the surgical ones. Sure. Um, well, it, so with treatment, we always start off with non, non-surgical. Um, very, very rarely do we actually uh, recommend a surgery uh, right up front. And usually those are for a very special uh, occasion when there's some severe nerve compression. But, but conservative treatment is the most likely is what we're going to do first. And when you see your primary care physician, uh, they're likely going to uh, talk to you and do an exam and, and do some basic imaging. And, and um, if, if that's if the degenerative disc disease is what we think you have, um, then typically we'll start off with some anti-inflammatory medications. Uh, sometimes if you have a little spasm, we may try different medications, like try to cut those muscle spasms down. Um, and then in a physical therapy, right? So those are the your two most basic conservative approaches. It will be physical therapy to help uh, you uh, to kind of take care of some, some of the uh, 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 weakness that, that we all have in, in our backs. And so we try to strengthen some of the muscles around the spine uh, and, then what, and, and teach you about good posture control and you know, how do you bend and twist and how do you live daily life without causing more problems um, with, with your back. So medication and physical therapy are the most common non-surgical options. Um, and then another conservative treatment would be uh, sometimes an injection may be indicated. Um, usually, I don't necessarily start that right off the bat. Usually, we'll try the, the, the uh, medication and, and um, physical therapy first. And, and medication also includes some, sometimes we'll use some topical patches too, uh, some heat treatment, sometimes a little, little massages and some soft tissue work. So there's a lot of stuff that we can we can try um, in the beginning stages. Okay, and just to elaborate a little bit more, maybe Dr. Shea, you can answer this. Let's say you try all of those things, you go to physical therapy, you take the medication, and it still doesn't seem to be fixing the problem. Um, talk a little bit about the surgical options that are available that you typically do to help, um, you know, cure or minimize the pain of this degenerative disease. Sure. Um, so in general. Um, 
most of the time, if symptoms last beyond three months uh, while patients have exhausted uh, all the conservative treatments that Dr. Liu had, uh, had uh, described, uh, we uh, can consider surgery in, um, in, in some situation. And it really has to do with uh, whether or not the symptoms can be explained by what we see in, in terms of the patient's physical uh, examination as well as typically some type of, of advanced imaging like an MRI or a CT or CT monogram. And what we're looking for is a potential pain generator that can explain uh, the patient's pain or injury that can be fixed with surgery. And generally, uh, it has to do with either nerve compressions or mechanical instability of the spine. And, and typically, um, if we have mechanical compression of a degenerative disc disease, either from a disc herniation or from overgrowth of, of bone spurs and ligaments, what we do is a laminectomy or a discectomy, which is basically removing the portions of the disc or bone spur uh, overgrowth that relieves pressure off, their, uh, off the spine. And in cases where uh, there are uh, instability or mechanical disruption of um, uh, the spine in terms of, of, of stability or alignment, then we uh, may have to do something uh, uh, more complex uh, like a spine fusion. So, you know, there are a number of uh, pathologies that, that we're looking for, but most of the time what we're looking for is some type of pain generator or disturbances that we can, uh, we can uh, fix, if you will, or or alter with uh, surgical treatments. Uh, I'd just like to add, in terms of additional, uh, there are some uh, alternative type of treatments, uh, even before surgical intervention, um, that, uh, that sometimes people will try and they, they may gain success. And the reason we say alternative is just because these are, uh, sometimes we don't really have a lot of medical evidence that may be effective, but people still try them and sometimes really is helpful. And a couple of these would be, be like, um, uh, acupuncture or a chiropractor, and some, a lot of times people have success with, with their back pains uh, uh, with those modalities. And there are some uh, clinical trials that may be going on. I know Dr. Shea uh, is head of uh, a couple of these clinical trials that's ongoing at USC. I don't know if Dr. Shea wants to make a comment about that. Yeah, I, I think um, there are... Uh, uh, there are some innovative things that we're uh, trying to do to uh, repair and heal the disc. Um, and uh, a couple examples of uh, some of these clinical trial investigative approaches are uh, one, which is actually a stem cell injection. Uh, for someone who has a single level uh, disc disease that we can identify as the most likely source of uh, potential pain generator, um, these are basically cells that have been harvested uh, from the disc space itself that uh, by um, our uh, uh, by our uh, early investigation um, and, and, and research into the topic that these stem cells should be able to implant into the disc, and the hope is that the, these cells can actually help repair the environment of the disc and, and uh, provide healing of the disc uh, that's at an accelerated pace compared to the natural healing process. Uh, there is also a type of um, Nerve ablation, if you will, it's called it's it's, it's ablation. Basically, it's um, it, uh, applying thermal energy to a specific uh, nerve that is uh, sensing uh, the um, pain from the vertebrae uh, from the uh, pathological process. And when you uh, ablate and and burn those nerves away, it can 
abate uh, and subside the pain for patients who have uh, symptomatic back pain. Those are just some examples of some of the uh, clinical trials and, and investigative approaches into um, uh, treatment of back pain beyond, besides uh, the surgical treatments. Wow, I really feel like we're living in the future here, hearing about some of these treatment options. So, um, Dr. Liu, in wrapping up here, I wanted to move it back to you. You know, you mentioned that in physical therapy, you have them focus on posture and, you know, things like how to bend over properly. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about prevention, you know, so how can people uh, think about preventing the onset or minimizing the severity of degenerative disc disease? Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. I think, you know, I think we all are going to get degenerative disease as some form. Uh, hopefully, we can try to minimize the amount of symptom, right? So this is just part of aging. We all have it. Everybody's got it. Um, and if I, if I image everybody that comes to clinic, we all have some, some disc degeneration. But there are things you can do to try to, try to slow down a process and hopefully never need a, an operation. And these would include you know, some, uh, the work, work on your core strengthening and, and do, uh, the physical therapist will teach you how to strengthen your core area. And so you could, you could be in great shape in terms of running and cardiovascular-wise, you're doing great, but then your core could be weak. So, so do core exercises that helps you strengthen your core area. I think that's very important. Uh, don't gain weight, right? So it's really stay within your ideal body weight. I think that's uh, another uh, a big piece in terms of how to prevent these from getting out of control. I think the more excess weight you carry, uh, it's it's just does it will put more strain on your spine. Right? So so try to lower that risk. Uh, don't smoke. So if you if you're a smoker, um, you are at a higher risk for having more problems with uh, de degenerative disc disease. And because uh, smoking can actually uh, affect the the blood flow to the disc itself. And and so that can, that can potentially uh, be a, a significant factor in terms of having uh, chronic back pain. Um, and so, so those are kind of three things that I think we can all do uh, for ourselves. Um, being careful with your posture, right? So, so everybody's got bad posture, right? So learning what good posture is, you know, how do you bend and twist? You know, there's a good way to bend, there's a bad way to bend, right? So just, you, you're just trying to limit um, in terms of your, your risk uh, for developing more problems in, in the future. So if you kind of just kind of keep those things in, in mind, you know, smoking, your weight, um, your posture, and, and just try to maintain a good core, uh, those are all good things to try to prevent this becoming uh, out of control. All right, Dr. Shea and Dr. Liu, really appreciate your time today. That's Dr. John Liu and Dr. Patrick Shea, neurosurgeons at Keck Medicine of USC affiliated with Ridgecrest Regional Hospital. Thanks for checking out this episode. For more information, visit rrh.org slash treatment dash care slash neurosurgery. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and be sure to check out the entire podcast library for topics of interest to you. Thanks and we'll see you next time.